to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes, I'll put the music down too soon then, did you notice? <laughs> I'm supposed to do it gradually. <laughs> Uh, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter, AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. Hello, thanks for having me. Great taste awards person and food writer and all that stuff. We're going to talk about frozen things today. Yeah. <coughs> I'm what do you have in your freezer? Do you know, it's absolutely rammed. <laughs> Everybody, I go around my mum's, right, she's 85. She cooks them fresh every day and she's got enough, pe- she's got enough in there to feed 40 people. I, I don't know where it's a war thing where she thinks she's got, to, you know, store up in case something happens. There's definitely a security feeling about knowing you've got something in the freezer. You know, if mm. someone rocks up with a load of kids, you want to be able to say, "Oh yeah, no, just stay. It's fine. I've got fish fingers, or I've got whatever." Yeah. So uh, mostly in mine, ice for drinks, very important, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of ice creams because my husband's like ice cream sometimes after dinner. Um, and then I'm thinking it's mostly fruit, actually. Yeah. Fruit for smoothies? No, don't do smoothies. Don't do smoothies. Oh, far too much hard work. No, no. So I've got um, fruit from the garden, so just to make sure it lasts a bit longer. It's going to be rhubarb. We had loads of rhubarb this year. It's apples, stuff like that. Um, and then I suppose mostly for me, it's fish, actually. Fish and veg in our house. Veg. I, I do keep a bit of frozen veg just because... I can't have a meal if there isn't something green on the plate. Yeah, yeah no, no, I understand that. Well, today we've got an expert on frozen food, Matt Whelan of Field Fair. Hi, Matt. Hi. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Good. Now, um, Field Fair has been around for a very long time, about 40-odd years, I think. Um, and I remember when you used to go into like farm shops and stuff like that. Do you remember that, that thing where you can do a scoop of, of fruit? Hmm. And was that you? That is us, yeah. That is you. Yeah. So, so you get all these things, and and I just think oh, that's a really good idea. That especially during the winter, yeah. you know, when you when you think, oh, I'll, I'll make a uh, eat mess, mm. and I'll get some raspberries, <coughs> or a uh, you know blackberry and apple pie or something. Mm. Um, so, so tell me, when do you free? When do you pick, and then when do you freeze stuff, Matt, in order to make that? Well, it it varies across the year, actually. I mean, I've literally just been working through the harvest. So if you think about um, crops that are just being harvested right now. Autumn. In the autumn. Beginning of the autumn, yeah. Yeah, so I've been working through all the fruit and veg crops. Um, Not not all, but the vast majority of them are harvested around this time of year. Um, Just last week, I was just chatting to Blacketside Farm, who provide our raspberries. They're actually one of our farm shop customers as well. Uh, but that's been slightly later this year, so we're going to get those over the next uh, sort of week or so. But we'll we'll take the whole year's crop. So you literally take the whole lot, and then 
the absolute, I mean, if you do have your own veg garden or an allotment, you do understand the sort of glut and famine thing much better, don't you? And then, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Um, so surely we've got to get better at having frozen things, don't you think, Matt? And I think sometimes there's a bit of a reluctance, like, well, somehow it's not as good quality or I don't know what the resistance is sometimes. I think it's, it is a misunderstanding of, of the offer that frozen can provide. Um I mean, if you look at, so our raspberries are fantastic, you know, Scottish raspberries, they don't get any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, but it's just the familiarity of rather than always thinking something should be fresh. And I think it's been a little bit, as we've become more and more of a food nation over the last 20, 30 years, we've always been encouraged to look to the chilled fresh aisle. And, and that's always, it's almost a, presented this anti-frozen sort of thought, which isn't always right. You know, you can equally look to the freezer. And I do see a number of chefs now pointing that direction quite quite often. You see, I don't go down the freezer aisle, I don't think at all, apart to get ice for drinks. Really? No, because I just I just associate it with, with sort of pre-packed, you know, microwave meals, I think. I think, I think that's... Or, or frozen chips and stuff like that. And I, I think I need to... I think it's got get, a lot better. ...get better at mm. sorting out the, you know, or miles and miles of frozen pizzas. Exactly. And I, I think maybe that, that that harms the sort of reputation of it, Matt, a bit, do you think? I, I do think so. And I also think that that's very much why the way that uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we at Fieldfare focus, we focused on, we work with farm shops. So, you know, two thirds of where you find Fieldfare is in farm shops. And then, uh, you know, another another almost a quarter of our business is in garden centres because it's a chance to reappraise in a, you know, frozen and I think when you're in a farm shop and you look at our products and you can have as much as you want, mm. uh, it's a good it's a good opportunity to consider the frozen products and mm. some of them have come from the farm shops themselves. Mm. Because it's not just fruit, is it? I, I was looking at you guys in one of the farm shops near me the other day. You've got, I mean, they had absolutely sort of a lot of different freezers and I could see croissants, I could see pizza dough, which I got. <laughs> I could see all sorts of different things, Coquille Saint-Jacques, everything. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we've got almost 100 products in the range and we've got a really sort of diverse uh, range. Uh, so, you know, from our croissants, you know, at uh, less than 50p for one up to sort of five pound, what we'd term meal makers. We've also got a great range of desserts that, again, the whole premise of what we're offering is it's 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 one portion or as much as you want, but no more than you need. So that's really useful then if you're a single uh, you know, person who, who's a single occupant, if you like, uh, because there are a huge number, aren't there? Increasingly so, either younger or older or, or in between. Um, and I get quite, I mean, there's just two of us at home now because all the kids are left home. I, I get quite annoyed that I have to buy four of something yeah. or six or eight of something. Yeah. And I don't want I don't want to waste it. Um, so what you're doing then is allows people to literally have a single portion. Absolutely, you. Because I could just buy one croissant. You could go and buy one croissant for forty nine p and a scoop of 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 strawberries fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you're a family of three, for example, or five, or seven, or an odd number that doesn't fit into the packs of four, you can then make sure that you're not wasting, or make sure there isn't an argument over the last croissant left because it was a pack of eight or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've got three daughters. Uh, and one of my daughters is pescatarian. One's uh, vegan, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, th- this is uh, this. Obviously, they were that before. I had the struggle with is forever, real so. here. Yes. But that, that's how you choose. You, know, you yeah, go, okay, yeah. we can do this, 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 and it yeah. really is trying to give people a cho- um, choice. I mean, I use it anecdotally that people's diets now have evolved dramatically as well. You know, it's quite common to have a, a vegan in the family, or you know, and, and try to free and you know whatever. 
So and, try and, yeah. God, it used it's, it's to be so much easier a long time ago. It's like <laughs> people just used to get on with it. <laughs> but I don't. I genuinely don't think that there were the quite dangerous allergies that there are now. I mean, you can't just shove peanuts down some kids, can you? Know, you've got to be. You have got to be careful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And. I think what I love about this is is how modular you can be, exactly as you're saying, but it's almost like eating by numbers. It's sort of, I saw the potato gratin and it's, you know, I'm a busy working mum. I'm at work all day. I haven't made potato gratin. <laughs> if you come to my house, I haven't made panna cotta either, by the way. I'd love to, I haven't got time. And so this is something that it just gives you that option where you can actually serve something that tastes really good and you haven't had to make it all. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this this morning the the, the products I, I brought in today, we, I, I baked them first thing this morning. Oh, oh you right? Them. Get those uh, out there. Oh, my, on then, AJ. Yeah. Get oh, in there. And my daughters came downstairs and said, "What's that smell, Dad?" So I had to bake a few more. Yeah, yeah. So 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 explain. To, so we, we we're obviously talking about fruit and vegetable, which we're all quite used to in terms of frozen. I don't know anybody in the UK that wouldn't have a pack of frozen peas in the in the, in the freezer, for example. Um, but 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 there is this serious thing about food waste. A third of all food that we buy is wasted um, and of course one of the best ways to preserve food is to freeze it age-old um, tradition but these things now so you would you bake the croissants and then freeze them or is this your dough that you've so this croissant specifically actually mm. the one we the, the, the feel for one is and it, you prove it so you take the croissant out overnight to yep. the frost and it blows up so it's you know, take it out it's a tiny little croissant so yeah Overnight, it expands into this beautiful sort of ready-to-bake croissant. So then in the morning, you just put it in for, I think I put it in for 17 minutes. I understand the French, like there's more brown. So I perhaps should have done it a bit longer. I'm well advised. But um, but but it takes it takes that long and that one proves uh, some of our other products you can just put straight in. So we wow. do an almond croissant, just go straight in, an apricot. Because we, we do realise this. Two types, you know, this, there's some that like the theatre of it expanding, and, yeah, yes. you know, and then there's some that are just in a hurry and, you know. And then you've got cookies there. So how, how does that work? So the cookies, look, they look like little ice hockey pucks. Mm. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, uh, and then you just literally put them in the oven again for about 18 minutes from frozen. And, you, you know, they're quite fun to keep in your freezer and, and take out for kids for after sort of school treats if you're mm. treating them. Or at the weekend or, the or weekend. whatever. Yeah, that's right. But it's a halfway cheat. There's something about it where you can pull fresh cookies out of your oven going, ha I've just made some cookies. I, I did actually cheat. Though. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I can absolutely pretend that I've made those from scratch uh, and, yeah. and try and pull that one off. That's yes, right. brilliant. So uh, let's have a little taste of that. Um, so we've got, which one, what's this, Matt? So this is our double chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my goodness. My okay. Yep. And the other one? What's this one? And the other one is just, it, it's, this is the uh, pecan and white chocolate. So yeah, uh, it's got nuts in it. Uh, so what I can do is I can absolutely pretend okay. that I've made them, can't I? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the reason I'm saying that is they just look homemade. They do look homemade. They've got that lovely kind of slightly inconsistency in a nice way where, you know, you can see you've cooked it at sort a home Sort of cracks, oven. doesn't it? Beautifully. And it cracks. It just mm. looks homemade, but it looks really well homemade. It looks... You know, like you know what you're doing, which like I sometimes do. <laughs> now, I don't really like cookies. Um, I find them too doughy often. Mm. They're like beautiful biscuit, mm. crunchy. Nice bit of crunch to them. Mm. Try that other one. 
I think the trick the trick for me was to try and cook them as soon as before before we could I could give them to you to, to yeah, still yeah, have yeah. all of that, that. I mean, that's always the magic with anything, isn't it? You know, mm. like coffee, fresh made or anything. It's, it, you, you want it as soon as possible. Yeah, um, particularly the croissant. Just take it straight out of the oven and it's piping yeah. hot. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I know, I know croissants are actually just butter mostly but you still have to put a bit of butter on on top wouldn't yes. you just so it's melting <laughs> as bad as it could possibly be for you absolutely okay so so a third of all food is wasted and uh frozen frozen food now is worth about 800 million a year more than pre-pandemic and rising fast so do you think that then aj that that, that because people were forced to do something slightly differently over covid that actually maybe they are considering I really food that's think that's been prepared in a different way and, and, and can keep longer and is more sustainable, really. I think people are really considering the way that they use their kitchens, about the way that they store food. We all know, like you say, a third of all food is wasted. It's extraordinary. It, it, it's almost a return, isn't it, to the times of learning how to ferment things and how to freeze things and how to actually store them and keep them a lot longer. So do you think then with um, Brexit as well, and obviously the situation in you know in Ukraine, that actually food security as well is going to be more of an issue. So it's like we're going to have to really look at using stuff locally, but obviously some stuff it's, you know, abundant and then there's not much of it. So we're going to have to, you know, do you really think that people are going to work out that we have to sort of change slightly the way we look at it? And and there will be more pickling and what people used to do hundreds of years ago to see them through the winter. I think undoubtedly you go back to that point where suddenly you're, when you've paid more, and we are all going to be paying more for our groceries, and increasingly so, throwing away hurts. Mm. It, it, it hurts the environmentalist within us, but it hurts the bottom line as well. It hurts the fact that you've earned money to buy that food, and now you're having to throw bits of it away because it's gone off or whatever happened. And I remember, I mean, my grandma used to keep bread in the freezer, so she only took out a slice at a time yep. so that it didn't go off because she didn't want a whole loaf. I can remember thinking it was absurd because I lived in a house of five kids. So, I mean, a loaf only lasted about six minutes. Mm -hmm. so, but um, I, I'm, I know a lot of people are really struggling and, and that is a, a terrible thing. But, but do you think on the other hand that maybe sometimes when we do get a reset button, it might make us adjust our way of thinking about food and actually thinking of it as a scarce resource and an expensive comparatively resource and therefore we have to treat it differently because we have been used to very cheap food artificially cheap food i would argue um and so hopefully when this awful you know sort of um struggle that we're having financially at the moment might settle down a bit that, that actually that readjustment might be a good thing where we, we honor food a bit more and appreciate it a bit more Absolutely. You're so right about artificially cheap food as well. I mean, we know the supermarkets have done this for a long time. They've controlled the price of milk and bread because they know it's a comparable. They know it's something they're all competing on. And it's we know how damaging that has been to dairy farmers. And it's been damaging across the board. And now we're in a situation where the supermarkets can't actually afford to maintain this fallacy that didn't really exist in the first place suddenly everything's going to go three times the price rather than having crept up incrementally as it should have done each year in a normal way. So it's, it is actually a reset. Are you finding a change in the business, Matt? Are you, you know, so say from two years ago, 
Is, is, is your business changed quite fundamentally? To, to be honest, in, in so many ways, um, in how we now look, but, but to take a step back, just through through COVID, so first we had Brexit, but then through the when COVID impacted, farm shops and garden centres uh, were, were majority of the time were open. And people really reconnected with the fact they wanted to go and find somewhere. That it was, was the only way, was the only place in some circumstances you could get stuff. Is my local shop. It's like, well, I got that. I haven't even got it in Waitrose, you know, or, or Tesco's. That's right. So, yeah. so that that really changed, you know, how people's to to the point people's behaviours where they went to shop, and that stayed. People have stayed in these farm shops. Not, you know, the, the world's opened back up, and, we're, and it's wonderful, and we're all able to eat out. But that changed our business quite dramatically because it, it introduced to a number of, uh, of people that previously didn't go to that farm shop. We also took the decision uh, on April to, 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 to do this on April of, um, 2021 to completely rebrand the, the, the field fair offer because we'd spent 43 years dressing freezers like freezers and we'd go and put some white around a white freezer and be an anonymous freezer. Uh, so we decided bite the bullet in the middle of, uh, of lockdown we're going to put this this whole new brand out there yeah and rebrand the the, the freezers because then we can draw attention to the offer uh, and people can see these loose frozen products and, and we can also then promote and advertise it and introduce the offer to people so we felt that was really important so we we did that as well and and then as you rightly say we, we've had um i think we had sort of a lag of brexit then we had hgv crisis then we had fuel shortage <laughs> then, one thing then we had another. the war it's i mean we we have a sort of you know we wonder in the office whether the next thing will be aliens yeah. and we, we won't be terribly surprised you know no, no absolutely we'll all handle it quite yeah. well though i think we've all got quite good in a crisis yes mm. people sort of go right okay What's another crisis one? right well let's yeah. have a meeting we'll sort it out <laughs> so right. aj as a, as a sort of owner of, of a food and drink pr company how do you uh, um win people round people like me who wouldn't go down the freezer are generally because I just think it's fast you know sort of convenience food package how, how can you differentiate and get people back down that aisle to, to to really reappraise frozen food well I think frozen natural food let me say <laughs> I think what we often do is we we look at the demographic that we really wanted to target so say it was you and we'd really look <laughs> yeah, good at, luck with that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we would look at the way you shop and the kind of different behaviours you exhibit. We'd look at what matters to you. And then we would look to see if there is an opportunity amongst people like you for frozen shopping. It, when you do sh shop in a freezer aisle, what are you shopping for? Okay, so say it was frozen peas. Then you'd look at the variety around that edge. Is is there, you know, would you buy frozen broccoli? Would you buy frozen? Yep. Do you know what I mean? We would We would really start to expand those opportunities. Or find a way to entice you into the aisle for a complete specific reason. So it's it, a lot of the time with PR, it's actually understanding people because we're not actually here to create something new. <clears throat> we're just here to tell the story in a way that makes you understand it. Yeah. So, so um, I, I was thinking that this is quite a new thing for me. So I've started buying frozen jacket potato. Have you? Well, because I realise it's that just does a, surprise me. It's just a jacket potato. There's nothing in it. There's no. There's nothing. It's just a potato that somebody's conveniently already baked for me. Do you not just pop it in the microwave? No, no. Well, you put pop it in the microwave five minutes and then you put it in the oven to crisp the skin up. Yeah. But but that takes 10, 15 minutes, not an hour and ten minutes sort yeah. of thing. Um, but it is just a potato. There's nothing added. There's nothing. And I was thinking, well, why wouldn't you do that? 
it's just still a normal fresh vegetable without any additives so um but it's convenient and and so i think i may have started to change my you know opinion because because it's time saving but but there's no there's no horrible additives that go with it I don't know. I've got. I've always had frozen peas though, because you know when you fall over, like when your ankle swells up, that they always come in useful. Yeah, but you don't want to eat them afterwards. <laughs> no, we used to. They're have. They're still in the packet. It's still in the packet. Don't get them out individually. I know, but then they've defrosted. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. we used to have a pack of. Um, I don't know what. Whatever it was, something like cauliflower, carrot, and pea, and it was just revolting. It tasted Mixed like veg. school dinners. And no one would eat it in our house, so oh, it, and, it became and, uh, injury a peas. French, a bit of French bean in bit there as well. Bean. Fat, no horrible. No one would touch it, no. so it just had big in red with a sharpie. Injury peas, <laughs> do not eat. <laughs> See, it's got a use. I, I do think there's there's something a good example for me of frozen and reappraising frozen. It's, it's not something that we do in field fair, but in seafood, you talk about fish. King prawns are a great example to mm. me because king prawns, unfortunately, don't exist around UK waters. You, you, they're nowhere near. So they're coming from very far away. They're always frozen, but but we all and I'm guilty of it too. You go, oh, there's the chilled ones. They must be fresher, and it's a complete. All it is. Why is do we think that though? It's it's insane. It is. So so I use um, so we had Mitch. We had the great pleasure of having Mitch Tonks on on the program, who 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 now has an operation in Brixham. Aside from all his restaurants and all the other things he does, uh, where they'll deliver fish to your uh, uh, to your house, it's stunning quality. Um, I now buy the fresh fish from him. Uh, and it arrives the day the next day, and then I put it straight in the freezer. It's amazing quality, and it's literally twenty four hours old. Um, and and for me, somehow that's okay. I don't know why. That's all fine. Um, but I think I need to rethink my frozen. I think it's just what you're used to, isn't it? I, mm. I think I don't know if this is the same with field fair, but I remember watching a documentary about frozen food where. Because actually it was being frozen so quickly it was taken off the tree or off the plant. Actually, it was fresher, it was fresher than, fresh, than something that had sat on the shelf. Is that? It, well, absolutely. I mean, we're, because we're, we're buying at harvest. So that, that you know, we're, we're, that, that's the point at which we're, we're buying the, the, the frozen fruit or veg. Or, so, mm. so it is fresher. It's, it's immediately frozen. Um, or, you know, certainly the pizza dough that we, that we sell, that, that, you know, it's immediately. It, Somebody just made that just and then you've frozen it straight away. To your point, yeah. a bit like the fish is caught and it's frozen. Somebody's just made it. They've frozen it. And that pizza dough, we use it quite often. Uh, so my, my wife makes, we have pizza on Friday, every Friday. My wife makes, it's been a ritual in our house for years. And, and then I think we got a pizza oven like everybody else during lockdown. Uh, and anyway, we, when we don't have time, it's a perfect alternative, actually. You know, and, and these are the things that I think what's important for Frozen is to give a quality that's, okay, I'm not going to say it's as good as my wife's, but it's not far off. It's, yep. and it's, it's easily a good replacement you mm. feel comfortable with. Yep. And that's what in Frozen we've got to try and address th- those those frozen barriers. In Feel Fair, that's what that we've been doing I'm for a number do. of years. And there's, yeah. other, there's other brands out there too, you know, the... Uh, sort of uh, ready meal brands like uh, by Ruby or Cook um, that are really, and, and there's others too that are trying to address that that kind of um, idea. And I think it's it is about trying to present a new face of Frozen and we at Feel Fair we're really you know that, that's big for us. I think I prefer it when I go to um, a farm shop though because actually I, I know that you've got brands around it. Whereas if I go down, you know, a supermarket aisle, it's just it just looks so awful and it's just so full of horrible packaging and. Fast food was that actually somehow when I go to a farm shop, I think my mindset's different. Yeah, Do you I think? think that's probably? I true. think I'm more. I, I'd probably be more inclined to have a good route through the uh, 
root through the freezer cabinet. And I think <clears throat> I think one of the things about the freezer aisle that's new for the generation of Gen Z and young millennials coming through is that a lot of vegan and plant-based brands are found in the freezers. Yeah. So you're getting kind of plant-based alternative fish and plant-based alternative meats, and a lot of them are kept in the freezer. Relatively few are actually in the chilled cabinet. Mm. So you're getting a completely new demographic of shopper walking along there, actually looking for something quality. These people are very informed about their food, well-educated. They're looking to understand what they're buying. Mm. And I can see them absolutely being kind of field fair customers and... Uh, I mean, and the others, to, to and be the honest, other brands. They yeah. are, they are for us. Uh, we just launched, so that we launched some new products, and we we tend to launch some new products once a year. And uh, we launched some puddings, and we launched some the other things we launched were, were savoury products to, to for for people, you know, vegan or vegetarian. So we launched sweet corn chili fritters, oh, things that we felt well, you know, nice as an example. Or pea, it's a nice help. Yeah, pea and edamame mm. mint fritters. They're they're really lovely little uh, like bites. Mm. They're, they're really tasty, and they appeal to people who are trying to manage it. You know, a healthy. Mm. Uh, a healthy, a tasty, I think is important diet yeah. that's not necessarily meat or dairy. Yeah. So, just a few top tips for our listeners. Uh, what things can you freeze when you're at home? Not field fair products, but you know, can you freeze things like bananas or or or, or if you've got a glut of anything? I mean, I, I tend to cook let's say bolognese and i tend to freeze half of it because i find that just as nice when you defrost it same with mm. curries do you mm. do that a lot I... yeah absolutely i, I think that when you freeze something sometimes you get a slightly different texture afterwards and for things like bolognese and i think they're better it's actually better i like yeah, it especially curries yeah are there other things that you can freeze if you if you've got a bit of a glut i, th- I mean i think most things to be honest when i just think even from personal experience most things you can freeze we do end up freezing freezing bread sometimes as the family go through oh, yeah i freeze up bread a lot lots of bread and suddenly stop and lots of bread mm-hmm. and stop so yeah and it's the same i think for everything so you mentioned bananas we do that with you know one minute the children are all eating all the bananas, the next minute it stops. So the bananas go in and suddenly we're doing, you know, banana cakes or banana mm. bread or something like that with them. And they, they I, mean, I mean, certain fruits, bananas seem to just change colour slightly in the freezer, but they, they still taste great. Yeah, And yeah. I absolutely agree with you. I think, you know, chili actually that's come out of the freezer, that just it just gives it actually, a, you know, a better flavour somehow. Mm. There's, a, there's, a, there's a real sort of breakdown, but... It, so, yeah. so I would say for food waste, if you have got stuff left over, you know, in the fruit bowl or, or anything like that, Google it. There's loads of stuff out there, isn't there, AJ, where people are saying, oh, how do you freeze bananas? And there's loads and loads of advice, isn't there? Mm. Um, but try not to fr- th- throw stuff away. It is surprising what you can keep and mm. repurpose. And Susie's favourite tip, which is just Google the the variety of ingredients that you have in your fridge and see what recipes come up because something always does. Bit of ready, steady cook. But you can always cook something up or whip up a soup and then stick it in the freezer and have it later, which is a great way to just use up some odds and ends. Yeah, we made some hummus actually the other day. That was that's been very nice frozen. I can tell you. Yeah, just tins of chickpeas though. Not not particularly difficult. Get that on the internet. Nice. I think the key thing is to mark it up when it's in the freezer. Oh yeah, make so sure you, you do. Know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. like my mum's. I say she's about eighty-five, but I'm sure at the back of the freezer. God, I don't know, even know. Stuff she's moved house. She's moved house twice. I'm sure she's <laughs> taken some of that stuff with her. Um, brilliant. Well, Matt Whelan of Field Fair, thank you very much indeed. Again, I think we would advise people, wouldn't we, AJ? Why don't you go and have a nose down that that freezer aisle? I would have a go look. and have a nose and you see what's I in there. Fish. Don't ignore it. Yeah. Fish cakes. I love fish cakes. I never make fish cakes, though. Well, I do. I like making fish cakes. Oh, but, so but good. Rainbow I'm fries. I'm going to go and have a, I'm gonna have a little nose, I think, on the, on the aisle next time you've inspired me, Matt. 
You inspired me. Don't um, forget the farm shops and garden centres and too. Do not forget. Those are the best places to go. Obviously, we think they're the best places to go for everything, yeah. don't we? Farm Apparently. shops. So where can we go uh, for field fair? I presume that it's actually in farm shops, not so much online, or can you get deliveries? Not online, but you can go onto our website and find stockists. Find wheel stockists. Brilliant. And you're across the country? We're all over the country. All over the country. All over the UK. You can Absolutely. find this stuff. Um, brilliant. So thank, thanks again to Matt Willen of Field Fair. And you've been listening to the Food Shorts Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on, we just list them all, shouldn't we? Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google, iTunes, Podcast, Audible, everybody. Podcast Radio. All that stuff. And Eat Farm now. Uh, we love that. Uh, thanks, AJ. Thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have a little bit of a stock up, I think, on my on my freezer. Yeah, fill it up. I'm going to. If you want to syndicate a lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at futok.co.uk. Don't forget, we've been doing this for six or seven years. Lots of newcomers on the block, but we are the first and the best. So go to <laughs> foodtalk.co.uk. We've literally got three or four hundred programmes uh, that you can listen to. Have a good week now. <laughs>